Pete finding his father. <laughs> Take one and <Okay>. action. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Pete. I've been expecting you. Uh, who are you? I am the man responsible for 9-11. Uh, I've, I don't know what to say. I've been, I've been looking for you my, my, my whole life. It all, it's all led up to this moment. I, I guess I just, who are you? Why? Well, Pete, you've been looking for me, but I've always been closer than you could ever imagine. I don't understand. I'm your father, Pete. Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny, everybody. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And I'm Ty Boisano. You're goddamn right. <laughs> What's up? You're goddamn right he is. And uh, right off the top, ladies and gentlemen, if you could like and subscribe and um, uh, give all that, the reviews, do that, all the stuff. That, that like button, yeah. leave a comment, follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. TikTok. Whoa. I fucking, I keep <laughs> dropping my recently <laughs> i just go like limp wristed all of a sudden that's like the third time that's happened in the last month it's a wrist thing not yeah. like a <laughs> finger <laughs> thing okay. i know it's like my yeah yeah that's exactly what it is it goes it happened one time at a comedy listen jackie show it happens parts. to a lot of people it's very common <laughs> nothing to be ashamed about i mean honestly right? i'm a fan I'm, I'm i'm a fan of the wrist action all the wrist actions that you do <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm here to say continue on that path, but maybe at the top of the show when we're doing the business, yeah. we'll try to keep the microphone um, right in the mouth generally. We're, we're uh, really going for this Blue Chew sponsor, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we're, really, we're really trying. Uh, <laughs> Jackie's wrist is broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, yeah. like, subscribe, five stars, Do all review, stuff. comment, yeah. all those things. Yeah. If you want to see us mm-hmm. live, as always, come mm-hmm. to... Uh, King's Head Pub in the Kitsilano area. If you are in Vancouver, Tyler, what do you got Every going Tuesday. on? Oh, we got a, a whole bunch going on. Uh, we're doing uh, shows at the New Amsterdam Cafe, mm-hmm. which is like the old Amsterdam Cafe as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's I just did the, the first one. It was fun and it was smoky. And uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I got to... I got to get into a new, uh, into Stella got a new groove. Nice. <laughs> yes. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to be doing shows there. And then, uh, of course, we're doing shows at Calabash. And then the Roast uh, Battle Federation is going on on June 2nd uh, oh, yeah. at the Calabash. That is the next one. Giant DeVito will be competing. Back in the ring, baby. Back, Back in the, the ring. Yeah. It's versus Jordan <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut a promo today. Ooh. Ooh. That could be very fun. Spicy. Yeah, spicy. Spicy. Picante. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go, uh, go check this out. Go on Eventbrite and check all those out. And, uh, yeah. Support live comedy. Woo. Woo. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. yeah. And we got a we got a good album. We got a great album to get into today. Yeah, um, but before that, we have a. Uh, As always. <laughs> yeah. As always, we have 40 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Poor Fanny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we just real quick? Yep. Yeah. We've been talking about this all week. I think that we should. <laughs> it's like, dude, we did that band so dirty last week. Yeah. <laughs> like, In the interest of talking about uh, a band that is. Is criminally overlooked. Yeah, the whole thing is how <laughs> overlooked <laughs> and underappreciated they are. And we. And what did we do? What the fuck did we do? Aliens for an hour and yeah. then yeah. squeezed Fanny into the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my favorite alien Bigfoot shirt today just to commemorate yeah. the last two episodes. And I believe that we we're actually going to get away from the paranormal tie. We're going to give you a break for the week. Um, <laughs> this story is really a break. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, have you just seen what we're talking about? No, like, I haven't. Not really a break. I was like, yeah, not really a break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, but, cool. him, but he would consider it a break. Oh, don't worry, he's he's aware of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't yeah. know that we're talking about it, yeah. but he's he's fully aware of this. <laughs> That's um, say, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a so uh, I'm sure you guys have heard um, of uh, a little old fella named Pete Davidson. <laughs> Are we doing it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> cool. and, he does um, know. Uh, and perhaps you've also heard of a of a of a last name uh, Kim Kardashian. Sure, sure. And maybe if you've heard of both of them, you have also um, caught a whisper of their <laughs> of their union. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are having a torrid love affair. Um, I think that in the, like uh, a lot of people might say that this uh, this union might mm-hmm. be something that uh, would be unpredicted. But I think in the world mm-hmm. of celebrity, in the weird timeline that we exist in, where right. Donald Trump was a president, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart mm-hmm. had a cooking show on a television, you know, network together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility. Right, yeah. and so this. This um, uh, relationship has sparked a number of questions. There are some people who think that maybe, because the Kardashians are known for kind of pulling publicity stunts, mm-hmm. there are some people what? who were... <laughs> You're telling me the Kardashians are fucking... <laughs> the Kar- do that It all started yeah. with the glove, man. It all started with the glove. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are some people that speculate perhaps that this is a distraction from the whole uh, Travis Scott... Um, Astro World incident, mm. um, but there is another theory floating around that is uh, that has piqued our interest, <laughs> and um, that is essentially that Pete Davidson is uh, sleeping his way through the Illuminati so he can <laughs> find the person that planned 9/11 and kill them to avenge his father. Now, for those of you who don't know, Pete Davidson's father, famously a New York City firefighter, died in the 9-11 attacks. I guess it's from just the story. Like, his father is Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you not Anytime familiar Anytime you're the avenging story. a death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a Skywalker I, motherfucker. I think yeah. that everybody um, can, like, latch on to this story. Like, conspiracy theories are hard to sell. You know what I mean? And, like, a lot of times... They'll have to, um, like, the truth will be exposed over time. Mm -hmm. But I think what you have here is kind of a classic underdog story. You know what I mean? With a guy Mm -hmm. like Pete maybe punching way above his weight class from, like, a New York City comedian up into, like, the billion-dollar booty area, which is, I mean, absolutely insane on his own just in, like, um, just in the history of of, of hookups. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... um uh, fuck! I should have had this prepared, but let's take a let's take a glance through his dating history. Okay, yeah, because right? yeah, because Pete's dick has been busy, right? Mm-hmm. Pete has been it's up been to some busy. serious fucking, right? It's been yeah. busy. And um, the I think the fascinating thing um about any kind of uh like an Illuminati story mm-hmm. is uh you know everybody kind of wants a peek behind the curtain at maybe like uh at the rich and the famous or you know maybe the people that are like pulling the strings, right? Right. What we like here, I think is the classic underdog tale of revenge. Right, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating. So his first, um, I actually totally forgot about this, but his first relationship that kind of made waves was uh, Cassie David, uh, Larry David's daughter. 
Ooh, good pull. Yeah, and that was in. Uh, pretty yeah, pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. In uh, 2016 until 2018. So that was, you know, that that's was a lot a, of bagels to haggle over the price of. <laughs> and then, um, uh, same year, within like a couple months of that relationship ending, it came out that Pete Davidson was now in a relationship with Ariana Grande. Uh, Ariana Grande. So hey, I yeah. believe first, um, first child of the Illuminati. Is there Ariana part of the Illuminati? Um, mm. I have no idea. But I mean, because now yeah. the... I, okay, so let's talk about the Illuminati in the sense of, mm. um, of celebrity and the rich and the famous, right? Yeah. When we were kids in the 90s, say at the time that the album that we're um, talking about was coming out, mm -hmm. um, there was a famous story of a guy named Mark Ronson, mm -hmm. um, who famously uh, went on to write uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, um, had some previous kind of conspiratorial books before that. Mm -hmm. um, very fun reads, definitely check them out. But the most famous story I think that um, he was involved in was actually going to Bohemian Grove mm -hmm. with, um, at one time, a s relatively sane, um, uh, who's that fucking idiot? Uh, uh, the InfoWars guy. Oh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yes, mm. yes. You called so him an idiot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, my fault. I, I How dare relatively you, sir. I may not be in all this shit, but god damn it. I'm an Alex Jones fan. <laughs> you put some respect on that man's yeah, name. I'm not gonna twist. I'm not gonna not say that that guy's not fucking See, hilarious. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. that Ty has been like shitting on all of our stories these last few weeks. Turns out he's a huge Alex Jones. Yeah. Guy. Like, you guys haven't even talked about frogs being gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the um the thing is that uh, Mark and um, Alex Jones, I mean, at the time they were actually doing some, like, uh, some, I don't know, uh, deep dives in the, um, um, and un uncovering some actually pretty unsettling shit as far as, like, um, Asian provocateurs and Seattle riots and stuff like that were, was concerned. Um, they actually did, like, a, well, um, since Alex Jones did, but the two of them mm -hmm. um, snuck into Bohemian Grove, and the story is fascinating because basically, according to their accounts and um, a few kind of shaky images of uh you know at the time like handicam footage or whatever um whatever video evidence that they could get out of there we're talking like the the rich and the famous and this has been um confirmed from a lot of uh a lot of other sources that we're talking like the clintons and the bush families and yeah. presidents and things like that right so of high society um people that are going to this um campsite basically in the pacific northwest mm -hmm. to uh dress up like druids and robes and stuff like that and burn effigies one famously of like a big owl so a lot of like weird stuff is definitely happening as far as like the elite is concerned um with places like bohemian grove now then it gets into like an eyes wide shut kind of thing like how who can get into <laughs> the upper echelon is it just for the rich and the powerful then the famous kind of becomes like uh linked into it right. now um like confirmed members of said Illuminati. Like, I, I mean, you know, who knows, right? Everything and, at and this point is just like speculation and conspiracy. The but now that I bet she ain't in it. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't in it. Yeah. No way. Ariana no, Grande. No. Yeah. Well, of course, but that's what yeah. I'm saying is that now is that celebrity has expanded. Right. And like the, yeah. the, the term celebrity can really be like, um, um, like it casts a wide net. And even though Ariana Grande, Grande is definitely one of the like more successful pop stars of the past decade, mm -hmm. I wouldn't probably put her 
In well, the, the names that you hear are like Beyonce, Jay Z, uh, the Clintons, um, Kardashians. Uh, Kardashians. There is a different level, even of yeah. fame. I feel uh-huh. like totally. these people they, are at oh, Kanye. Uh-huh. And that was I feel like Kanye. they kicked Kanye out, yeah. and now he's Probably trying to start Kanye. his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kanye's doing his own thing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his own thing, Kanye, trying to Kanye ruin, crash. trying yeah. to ruin Pete Davidson's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, because then there. Was the other the other thing that kind of supports this theory was the the story of uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson going to going over to Jeff Bezos' house, and I think Bezos is also a part, uh, rumored to be a part of uh, of this uh, organization. I think um, once like uh, like I mean, uh, was Jeff Bezos um, a part of that when like Amazon started out in a garage selling books? I don't believe, but I think well, once you do get to a certain exactly. level, of, once you're going uh, of to space and and yeah. influence, yeah, that's how you get <laughs> yeah. there. That's yeah. <laughs> Can I come in your club? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to space? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, get out. All right, all right, <laughs> all right Jeff, get in here. Um, yeah. And so after Ariana Grande, they're <laughs> think they get a deal on lube now and stuff like that. They don't that. like Jeff at all, though. They don't, yeah, but they, they're, yeah, like, they're, they're like, like fuck, fuck it's fuck. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, like, Jeff, what a bummer. <laughs> Who the fuck let this guy in his fucking He's Jeff single-handedly tanked a lot of their yeah. businesses. So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Elon's just sitting at the head of the table now, just like a fucking weirdo. Just saying, <laughs> yeah. look at it. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. At yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> just slow stroking. And it's not impressive. It's just weird looking. Yeah, exactly. That's the weird part about somebody with like Asperger's or like somebody on the spectrum like that. Like when they're like, there's no th- there's no sex involved when it's just like look at it. It's just look look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look at. It. <laughs> oh man, super weird. But um, how many? Like, how far do you have to go to get to the truth, right? Well, and is Dick's um, mm-hmm. is Pete's dick long enough? You know what I mean to um to to excavate this kind of story because I think. <laughs> that once you get to a Kardashian, where do you go from there? Because he can't just jump now and go to like another like high society debutante, if you will, right? Like he has right. to go to like Saudi prince territory. Well, or he is, so there are yeah there are different many different directions he could go. Um, so I'm kind of the one confusing thing is so his relationship history. Um, so after Ariana Ariana Grande was Kate Beckinsale. Um, and then I believe it was straight from Kate to, to Kim. And so as far as I know, the only child of the Illuminati then um, that he has had relations with is Kim. And so but could this all be part of his plan where he was kind of working up a resume? And so then um, by the time he gets yeah. to Kim, Kim's like, well, he's dated other very famous people. He knows uh, the deal. Sure. And sure. so mm. he gets welcomed in with open arms. He starts getting a spray tan. Right. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's um, mingling. And then because the Kardashians are linked to all like those uh, degrees of connections just like shrink to one. As soon as you're in with the Kardashians, you know, like uh, all, pretty much all of like the powerful people in America. Yeah, but do you think even, like, even within the Kardashians, I feel like yeah. there's a ranking though. A hundred percent, Scott you know Disick I mean? doesn't exactly. know what the fuck is going <laughs> on. <right? laughs> hey, 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 hey. Like, hey, 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 Lord Disick. Look, <laughs> <laughs> All right. like, yeah, because like, okay, wh- does it, does one of them date Travis Barker? Yeah, Courtney uh, and Travis just got married. That's why. Yeah, that's but like, he's, they're yeah. not inviting him. 
Yeah, he seems like a bit of an outcast. I don't know. I think he's just keeping Courtney. Uh, she what if she gets you? Like, well, no. Like, what if you she get has to the kids? She's the only one with white kids. Who's the one with who has like the chicken feet hands? Oh, that's uh, Chloe. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Dude, I'll show you this photo. Okay. Yeah, this chick <laughs> straight up chicken feet for right hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, um, her hands definitely are, are questionable, which okay. could be uh, part of They it. look like they're, bad Halloween extensions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're to be like, inhuman. I'm a werewolf. Like, yeah. yeah, they're lizard-like, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you guys want to talk shit about Alex Jones. Oh. The lizard people. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Scaly penises. Fucking <laughs> 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 hands. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, who knows the scope of people that, that he's met now. They were just at, uh, Kim had like an Instagram post that was like casual, casual dinner uh, with the president or whatever. And so he's just dining with the elite. Like Pete yeah. is fully a part of the fold now. So He was dining with Biden? Yeah. That's crazy. And he had dinner with Biden? Oh, yeah. Was it at 3.30 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he starts asking about 9-11, and he's like, well, that's actually past my bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even remember the election. Yeah, yeah. What's that mean? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> September 11th. Yeah. 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 I have a meeting there on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like to golf until uh, <laughs> really late into the fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so now the question is, I mean, this uh, this um, this leak uh, could be potentially dangerous for Mr. Davidson because this might, um, you know, cause some red flags within the Illuminati. Um, so if anything happens to Pete uh within the foreseeable future then we know that all of this is true that um, could be the case mm -hmm. i think of um he might just be a little bit uh like inexperienced in the realm of espionage like this mm -hmm. might be like a red herring that he might have put out there himself which might have just completely backfired you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you want to get in front of something like this right right like at this point it's so <laughs> right. like he looks at the yeah. mirror and he's like wait a minute <laughs> yeah. nobody's believing that, that i'm pulling this off right now yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean well that's the thing see i think i think it's great that everyone's giving pete his credit that he's yeah. come up with this plan. Yeah, I saw, I saw a special. Like, let's not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. good, but I'm like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I don't think he's like that. I kind of think it's like this situation. I feel like the same way. <laughs> Like the same way when like like super like whatever chic people go to a thrift store yeah. and buy like the ugliest shit possible to wear. Yeah. Sure. That's what Kim Kardashian has done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 By choosing Pete Davidson yeah. as a lover. That's kind of the vibe I'm I feel like he's like they're like, no, this is like a great pawn or this is a great distraction. Yeah. To like so they can do some other shit. Yeah, yeah. I think um Pete's that's like Don's you know, Don's dog Garth. My friend Don mm. is just like has yeah, a lovely family, yeah. but their dog just looks like they found it in the dump fighting over chicken bones. It's mm -hmm. just like the this is a vicious, like ugly looking little thing. And it might be the you know the same thing because there is like a, there's a heart of gold there, and mm -hmm. then it's a more sense of of endearment you feel towards this couple for you of know what I mean? for yeah. for keeping this little fucking. Yeah, and I'm not here. mad at it because I'm like mm -hmm. he's a dweeb, but I'm like I'm a fucking dweeb, so this yeah. is great news oh, for yeah. me. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, he's been yeah. doing totally. very Big well. Big shout out to Garth, by the way. I'm currently punching up in my relationship because shit like this exists. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> uh, hey man, you're reaping the benefits of it too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, 
because that has always been a question is like how does he do it you know what is pete's secret obviously everyone instinctually goes to well he, he must be rocking like a, a hefty member under you got there. a hog on him yeah, yeah, yeah i heard, he's, I heard he's, he's got a piece yeah. um because to to pull all of these like uber famous uh very attractive women looking like he does and like he's funny he's charming but he's not that funny or that <laughs> no funny, you know no yeah um, exactly there's like a, so if you could it be that pete um maybe when um his his father tragically died on 9-11 maybe it released some sort of um radioactive but um invisible to the eye um that that it, it uh, unlocked some sort of power within pete where he now has the uh, ability to kind of um, like hypnotize. <laughs> like, you mean his, babe, I'll like go mean, on the ride with you. you like, I'll, I'll take some wild fucking rides with you, babe. You mean his mojo? You just have the awesome power. <laughs> Mojo got broken, okay. and then now he's like infused, and so now he can kind of brainwash these ladies. And but it's always has been like for the purpose of ultimately, it all comes back to the dad. You know, it all comes back to nine eleven. Okay, I got, I got, I got an idea for you. What mm -hmm. if Pete gets to the top of the ladder and mm -hmm. finds out, you know, who's mm -hmm. responsible for nine eleven, mm -hmm. and he finds his dad oh you know what i mean like in a, like yeah. you know the end of the matrix kind of situation right you're like what the fuck is going on here right yeah he doesn't recognize his father he hasn't seen him since he's what you know roughly you know a young boy right yeah. nine ten years old or whatever yeah. right he's obviously aged so much what if pete's father was actually responsible for 9 11 and then maybe became a firefighter mm -hmm. just so that he could use the cover yeah. of dying in that. Oh, so that he could then, you know, go on and kind of run the world from behind the scenes. Uh, disappears. Sure. Um, sure. And, and then with his influence, dead. Yeah. Um, with his influence and then, in the Illuminati, gets his son on SNL, gets his son mm. a bunch of like really like top notch trim. Let's yeah. get serious. You know what I mean? And, and it's then, all for the purpose of bringing his son in, but he couldn't do it right away. He couldn't nab him off the street, you know, because that's too yeah, sudden. Okay. It's yeah, like yeah. It's Darth Vader crazy. situation, right? Because it, one hundred percent, someone's losing a hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah. had to be this way gradually over time. Yeah. Where he brings everything is very deliberately set up. You know, in in life, you you choose. You are constantly making choices that totally. affect the rest of your life. 100%. But Pete's life. Uh, was constructed so that a certain every time he had to make a choice, one of the choices uh, was was set up to be um, his. No one knows Pete better than his father, so he knew if he presented uh, these series of choices, he knew which one his son was going to choose. Yeah, and so it's all been constructed to eventually lead him to the moment there there. Uh, he's being brought, walked down the hall. It's it's dark. Uh, there's robes there. He's the door opens. Of course, everyone else leaves. The door shuts. Um, then Pete walks up to the, to the orchestrator of 9/11. Um, there's smoke in the air. Um and the <laughs> no, set the scene. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. You're right there. I'm right there. Ian. You're right there. <laughs> and. Um, and then you just hear a voice. You don't see the face because robed. Right. Um, a lot of robes. Pete, I've been expecting you. Oh, man. <laughs> who, who are you? 
Pete. You know who I am. No, no, I, I, I don't. I, I have so many questions. Pete. Can I, can I, can I do Pete's dad? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me the question. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Pete finding his father. Scene. <laughs> take one and <Okay>. action. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Pete. I've been expecting you. Uh, who are you? I am the man responsible for 9/11. I I've, I don't know what to say. I've been I've been looking for you my 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 whole life. It all it's all led up to this moment. I I guess I just well, I, 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 who are who, why? Well, Pete, you've been looking for me, but I've always been closer than you could ever imagine. I don't understand. I'm your father, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great, great. Wait, now. wait, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, here we go. And I knew that a young boy with a face like that from Long Island mm-hmm. would never get the respect that that penis deserves. Right. I saw you as a young boy, Pete. I saw you as a six, seven, mm-hmm. eight-year-old boy right. packing serious hog. Mm-hmm. Right. You were a toddler that didn't need a high chair. You sat high up on that cock. That makes sense. It was fascinating, mm-hmm. and I knew that with a face like that, you would never get the fame that you deserved. Right. Therefore, I knew that it was up to me to orchestrate the most heinous terrorist attack that's ever been committed on mm-hmm. U.S. soil and had to kill 3,000 Americans that day mm. just so your penis could live out the I destiny mean, that it always deserved. The destiny that mine never could. I mean that... Because, Pete, that look at it. Mine looks just like yours. Yeah, that, that certainly makes sense. It's pretty um, cool what I did for you, right, Pete? Uh, yeah. You want to uh, have a game? You, you, you want to have a catch? That's <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life. Okay, great. Now, now let's now let's see the penises. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of angling more for of a Pete, I am your father moment. Um, no, but no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I had you, to get to. I had to get to I'm, it quick I'm because I'm glad that you you jumped in there yeah. <laughs> to, to make got, it. He up got to the father t- part I'm out glad real quick. Jumped like, in there like, to take Yeah, let's not be father. Let's not be father, but dicks. But what about honestly? Fuck the foreplay. Let's get this. Let's get this over with and. Now I have a monologue to get to. <laughs> I, well, 100%, right? Because I have Thanks a feeling for that... setting the scene. <laughs> I'll take it from here. He's been watching Cusack movies. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that this goes a little bit deeper, and it's something that never really occurred to me until a couple mm. seconds ago, that um, this whole thing could be, like, legitimately the wildest tale of a father's love. Really mm. told, like, I mean, some people are misguided, you know what I mean? Sometimes, um, like, uh, your best intentions might be you know, perceived by the world as evil or heinous, you know, Mm -hmm. such as like an attack of 9-11. But if that's what you have to orchestrate to get your son in bed with everybody from Ariana Grande to Kim Kardashian, you know what I mean? Then like, uh, you know, would, would your father go to those lengths for you? Uh, Mine would not. No, I was was, going to get to you. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's not a question. <laughs> 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 he wouldn't get you first in place. My dad wouldn't come from Alberta. He's like, yeah. the battle of Alberta's <laughs> over and he still has other shit to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's Illuminati, more like Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on the quality yeah. time. <laughs> no, we can't have a catch. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Uh, shout out to um, our dads, not ties. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's certainly um, it's an interesting story that it's worth following. I absolutely, um, absolutely. There's so many, so many different possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like. Um, you know, it, it could be that Pete's dad is actually dead. It could be that that Pete's dad is the orchestrator. It could be someone we're not even thinking of. It could be yeah. This word, th- th- I mean, this thing. I, th- I mean, the rabbit hole goes deep, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you follow this thing all the way up the ladder, there's no telling. You know, mm-hmm. like where you could get, right? If you yeah. follow the money, that's one thing that, uh, you know, you're. Y- you might find something that uh, is behind that door that you don't want to find, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, all we're looking for is truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? We hope that uh, that Pete finds his truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always hope for a happy ending with these things. It's going to uh, be at the bottom of a billion-dollar <laughs> pussy somewhere. <laughs> 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 you keep digging, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for, good, good for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is really, like, I feel like he's explo- He's, like, ruining his uh his comedy career for this so it's got to be true. the stakes have got to be high i mean you know? well There's he's no, no way he's, that he's just doing this for it depends like if you want to be if he wanted to be fucking dave attell and just be like a true comic comic fair enough but like once you like uh, he's gonna explode into a level of superstardom that's gonna like expand like kind of like encapsulate stand-up will be there but i think he'll be like an actor and like a what yeah, do you call it? Like a, just like a fucking celebrity, you know what I mean? For lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, that's what I mean, though, is that he's not, he's no longer relatable at all. And that was kind yeah, of like no. his whole thing, was that yep. he was just like a young dude. Yep. Fucking dad died in 9-11, like mm-hmm. from fucking Staten Island. Like mm-hmm. he was a very kind of relatable, like I can't believe this guy is on SNL doing so well, you know? Yep. It's and now guys, like, that whole... up from the roast or whatever, and like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like, he go like Jess McQuay or whatever, like, like true, like 100% mm-hmm. stand-up. Or, you know, yeah, and because and, and right? and even now, like since all of the, the, the stuff with Kanye and stuff, he really hasn't been on SNL. Like they I think he's like he just retired. He just yeah, like, oh, yeah, he just, yeah, yeah exactly. he like literally like he just like last week or something. Exactly. Oh, wow. okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Which is crazy, you know. Um, and it's too bad because he was good on SNL and like all of his little times he would come on Weekend Update and shit. And mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah, like that's done, and I just don't see how. I mean, he can do like you know Kevin Hart style, like he's still gonna do stand up, um, but it's just like the celebrity is so far surpassed it that it's totally. not really, um, it's not the same thing anymore. So, uh, it only makes sense that the reason he's doing this, uh, it has the stakes have to be so high. Uh, mm-hmm. Such as avenging his father's his father's death. One hundred percent. If that's mm-hmm. if the, if that's the lengths that he's got to go to, you know what I mean, to give up the things that he loves to get to the bottom of the truth. Then I mm-hmm. hope that you find that. You know, um, you know, uh, rest in pussy. Yeah. So. Also, the Kardashians. Have you ever noticed they only ever date um, uh, like skinny, kind of like geeky, uh, way less attractive white guys? We or got a shot, Ty. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or, real shame. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> either that or black Terrible dudes. Terrible what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> it's just that or black dudes, you know? Like yeah. it's <laughs> it could not be more of a stark contrast, but those are <laughs> literally the only people they date. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find your lane. Not bad at it. Yeah, not bad at it. Not bad at it. But uh our best to to Pete Absolutely. and uh his his father. Our best to Pete. <laughs> Good autumn. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. 
Or maybe Kanye's in on it too. Maybe all of that shit was a distraction. So so I just he want could the, I want the make record. his way through the catacombs. Yeah. You know? I mean it's already been well, yeah, yeah no, no, but I want like, um, like, like an old school, um, like they do. You want an easy E. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, like, um, they, Death they, Row there's, records. There's one called like, Bloods and Crips Banging on Wax, where it's just a, a whole, a whole record of legitimate Bloods and Crips that could never be in the same room together, but they're all in the same record, and it's mm-hmm. fucking, it's legendary, right? So if Kanye had like all the rappers that ride with them and they just had this album called Skeet Shooting, mm-hmm. it would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, I'm looking at you, Pusha T. No, <laughs> <laughs> so all that has kind of died down. I haven't heard, uh, yeah. Kanye say anything. You he know, was just taking L's. He's too busy wearing those big old boots. Do you see those boots he had on? Oh my god. dude. They yeah. were huge combat ducks. I don't like, understand no. what the fuck he's doing over there. I don't even understand. What was that, that fucking outfit he was wearing a few weeks ago that was like jean shorts, uh, like rubber boots, and like a muscle tee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fat Joe was caught wearing his. The, the, but it's the, like the every one of those items is like five jeans. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's like, how on earth? It's a muscle yeah. shirt. I don't. Why is this so expensive? I saw some video yeah. of uh, Fat Joe trying to defend him. Like he bought a pair of them and there was a picture of him and he just looks fucking ridiculous. And he's like, no, no, I got him right here. He's like, this is the comfiest shoe you're ever gonna wear and all these guys are like nah joe that shit's fucking whack man <laughs> that's an ugly boot joe <laughs> that joe's just not happening i will say that since uh kanye kind of left the family the kardashians uh style has taken a serious turn for the worst they are all dressed like dog shit she did have like a motorcycle jacket on the other day but like yeah. the one with the pads and shit like it was yeah. just like but it was like a balencia one it was yeah. just like oh my god like that's all of them at like the Met Gala, I, all of their outfits were were terrible. Fucking Kim Kardashian. So many bad outfits at that fucking oh, thing, though. So bad. It's just like it's it is just so it over is. the top. The it's so well. Yeah. No, you see the, <laughs> there's the some photos. dope shit. There's yeah, some dope stuff, but there's it's some fun like, to look at the there's, photos. But there's, some there's some always awful stuff. The fucking so the 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 dress <laughs> cool. that Kim Kardashian wore was like the the uh, Marilyn Monroe yes. dress. She that, had to like drop a bunch of. Oh, like, I saw well, that. Well, so so basically, she she like didn't eat for like weeks leading up to it and she still couldn't fit into it and there's like a video of them like trying to like it's getting so fucking stretched out yeah. people are so pissed that they that fucking Ripley's believe it or not let her fucking wear this dress and completely Yo, ruin it uh, Dean Cade's up for this one yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude I'm telling you Dean Cade is the head of the Illuminati yeah <laughs> that's what's up it's that's what's up just in Ripley's believe it or not like they'll never find me here it looks yeah. like it looks like where they would have meetings and shit, right? That old set. And that makes sense too. Well, they would have like Marilyn Monroe. Like you could see like JFK, like the Illuminati's been a thing since way before people were talking about it. You think that's the only way that regular people could get into the Illuminati is like you have to like eat a plane to get into the (laughs) 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 There's a guy who ate an entire plane under a police reliever piece by piece. It's yeah on the show because like do you remember when they had they they had a like a show in the early two thousands like because uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 there was the one on that where there was a guy, he did a bunch of crazy shit he'd also just eat plates so he would sit there with just like a plate and that just guy. That. like he's a fucking cookie monster yeah yeah <laughs> so the, it was kind of telling like his progression of like how this like evolved or whatever and at like uh, throughout his like thirty years of just eating wild shit he ate like a, an entire Cessna. 
<laughs> There's a picture of him next to a small Cessna plane, and he ate like every part of it <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like with the fucking bell to open after Thanksgiving dinner on the couch. Like, Could, wouldn't you die? Like, isn't there like a? Bunch I don't know if of, he like, like shit it out or whatever, but uh, yeah, there's, oh, there's a bunch good of crazy Lord. shit. I also saw another dude food related on Ripley's Believe It or Not thing that had his like, I want to say his stomach was removed, so he basically had to eat like nine meals a day. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember he was making oh. like shake and bake chicken, and I was like, that looked good. And oh I, that's yeah. Where I remember, yeah, I miss shake and bake. A lot. And you're like, oh fuck yeah. That wouldn't be too bad to, just <laughs> yeah. to have to eat nonstop. Ah, he looked like bad. he was going through it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, everything other, than, yeah, not having to have your stomach removed would be terrible. But uh, yeah, to be able to eat nine meals a day. Um. Anyways, I remember one that <laughs> <laughs> I watched you eat ten pounds of pasta last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I remember one. Ripley's, believe it or not, that was like the woman with like the really long nails or whatever. Yeah. And they just fucking yep. curl around yeah. and shit. And her saying that she can't uh, do anything. She can't. Yeah. She can't do anything. <laughs> but she can't. Ass. She can't cut them because I guess after a while, like Make the nerves like, start yeah. to grow up. Grow oh. up. Oh, so it would feel like cutting a fucking finger off to like. Oh, that's wild. Oh. I mean, put me yeah. under and figure that out. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And why yeah. would you let it get to that point? Like, yeah. <laughs> you so want to get in the Illuminati? Right? I just remember that's the dude. The like the dude always had it, right? And he like carried it around in that bag. It was like that long, like crown royal sack that he would put <laughs> over his nails. Unsheathed He's like, yeah, let me just take this, this this velvet sack off my nails. <laughs> like, Ugh. is that really worth it? Because, like, I mean, no. I fucking hate 40 hours a week as much as the next guy. But do you grow the fingernails long enough just so you can sit on this fucking street corner showing people your fucking nails? For, Absolutely like, like, fucking Where is the... You know what I mean? And That's how m long did you have to grow them before they became like uh, an attraction, like a you know sightseeing? Type. <laughs> yeah, there's a, <laughs> you know? there's a good there's a how many years were you just fifteen doing year period <laughs> where you're <laughs> just you a just nasty motherfucker? Long nails, and it's not like something that people would pay to see. It's just like you just really like Flojo, or <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. why your nails are like that. <laughs> super fucking weird. Once it gets to the point that they start like curling Ooh. over, but how long is that? How long do Ooh. nails have? To be this dude they in particular curling. that Ty's talking about, if I remember correctly, oh, they, they went like, like they they went long they for like ways. Elf and then shoe, kind of yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and dude. They, yeah, the lady uh, that you're talking about because more kind of like concentric circles starting at yeah, the nail. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, weird. not necessarily starting like it went out, but not out that far from what I remember. Yeah, I was yeah, a kid, yeah. No, no, know, yeah. I think yeah. this guy's got like you know what I mean, like like 24 inches of soft hang here before oh, he, before he really starts to curl it up. That's so gross. Which is gnarly. Yeah, that's. Anyways, um, ugh, I wish we we weren't uh, uh, ending on that note. All right. The story uh, to bring it all back um, once deeper. again. Power to you, Pete. Um, uh, I hope you do it, <laughs> little <laughs> little man. <laughs> um, all right. I can like 6'2 with a big dick. Do anything, Pete. So uh, yeah, we got a we got a good uh, good album to get into yeah. today. It is. Uh, Foo Fighters, uh, there is nothing left left to lose. Uh, spoke too soon, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, nice. Hey. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, their third studio album released <laughs> November second, nineteen ninety nine. It's the first album uh, with Taylor on the drums. At this point, he were him and Dave were still splitting drum duties. It wasn't until their next album, One by One, that Taylor became the 
full-time drummer, but this is the first album. For the lame and the late great Taylor. Taylor Hawkins. The late great Taylor Hawkins. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, so this, uh, so yeah, just like a little bit of the history there of the band before Taylor. The first Foo Fighters album, the self-titled one, uh, was only Dave and released, uh, he recorded it like October 94. It was released like July 95, I think. And so he released it under the name Foo Fighters uh, because obviously it was very shortly after Kurt Cobain's passing. He didn't want it to be a whole thing mm -hmm. that he was releasing a new album. He just like needed to record this music and he just kind of like handed out like mixtapes basically. Second album, The Color and the Shape, he had a different drummer. Um, and basically they recorded the whole album. Dave went back and listened to it and he didn't like the drums. So he went back and re-recorded all of the drums himself. Uh, didn't it's like a famous story, yeah. but like nobody knows that guy's name. Like who's didn't, that? Oh, guy? I wrote, I so wrote it claim down. To fame. I did. Oh, oh, nice. William Goldsmith. William um, Gold, Billy Gold. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't. Bang him. Billy can't bang him. <laughs> but he didn't tell, uh, old Billy over there that he had re-recorded the drums until the album came out. Um, Ooh, yeah, but not happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, old, old, old Willie, Willie Goldsmith was not happy about it. And there's, um, there's a really good documentary, Foo Fighters documentary called Back and Forth. It's mm -hmm. on Netflix. Um, I watched it, yeah, quite a few years ago. I wanted to watch it in preparation for this podcast, but I knew it would make me cry at this point. So right. I decided not to, but it's really good. I recommend it. And he kind of, they talk about this story and Dave is like t telling the story. He was like, yeah, in retrospect, I could have handled that a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, am I going for the nicest guy in rock and roll? Right. Ouch. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's young as fuck, though. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I think there's like a point of like professional pride or something. Like if you're sitting there, like if you're looking or listening to an album, I guess, and there's something on it that, can, that you can do. If you're fucking better. Dave Grohl and you're about to put out an album and you don't like the drums, you're yeah. going to go back and record those drums yeah. yourself. <laughs> you probably should have told the guy before the album came out. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> what are you going to do? But, uh, but he was a kid, you know, he was still yeah. super young at that time. Um, and so to record this um, album, Dave bought a house in Virginia um, for them to all like basically record in the basement without the presence of a of a record company. And they had also just left Capitol Records at this time. And he called that house uh, Studio 606. Yeah, the old 606 uh, studio. Mm -hmm. 606. Yeah, mm. yeah. Not to be confused mm. with the 808. Which trends. has a bunch of different like why he picked it and all that stuff, right? Yeah, Is there some lore exactly. around the 606? Well, he said it's basically like one of those numbers that you kind of see sees all the everywhere. Time. Like yeah, twenty three sort of situation. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. like, would you look at I'm the 11, clock? I'm eleven eleven for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you look at the clock and it's six oh six, or you see it on a license plate or whatever. But then there's also the story of like how um, uh, he like had like an argument with his dad or whatever, and his dad was like, uh, like what are you gonna do with your life? And that was like the first moment he kind of told his dad how serious he was about being a musician. And um, ended up later that night, like sneaking out of his dad's apartment, and it was apartment six oh six. Yeah, Ooh. and so fuck you, dad. <laughs> yeah, and so um, <laughs> really, <laughs> really cranking it in there. <laughs> <laughs> that one for fuck. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and it's super interesting too. The the way they recorded, Dave, like uh, there's a quote where Dave's talking about how. Like, the hardest part was making it sound good without, like, all of, like, the computer programs and mm, stuff. Like, they didn't auto -tune use auto-tune yeah, and yeah. all that shit. Um, which is, like, interesting uh, to know that this album was recorded without all of that. 
um, because I think it sounds really good. Yeah. Um, especially his voice, like knowing that there was not like nothing used for that. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of cool. I, 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 I always like when any band in like the modern era or whatever is going to like, you know, record something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like without the help of computers and stuff like that. It always, I, I don't know, but it just kind of adds like something, mm. you know you know what I mean? Like it's, it's pretty cool to see what it is. But I think like the sound of this is definitely like, I they're going on to be like the biggest rock band in mm-hmm. the world. You know what I mean? From like, from this thing with like, Learning to fly is so different from like Monkey Wrench. You know yeah, what I mean? like this the is earlier a stuff from before. I think it's right? a distinct departure from their earlier Big sound. Big time departure, which yeah. is has a lot to do with I think um, you know those first couple albums. It was like a lot of kind of energy and probably like emotion and anger, just needing to get it out. Whereas I like that. This, well, yeah, that that like um, that that you don't get those. You do get a few of those moments, but like right before. The last chorus on Monkey Wrench, where he's mm-hmm. like kind of yelling and shit like that, yeah. you get a little bit of that. Before I quit, yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, like that's yeah. Oh yeah, I went through a phase when that. I would yeah. yell that chorus. Okay. I still know all the lyrics <laughs> yeah. to it whenever it comes up. Yeah, right. But there's what a lot of those. Before I quit. <laughs> there's a lot of punk and hardcore jams or whatever <laughs> that I fucking that I, I have those same like fucking like scream alongs to or whatever like that. And I think there's like mm-hmm. like the raw energy or whatever is definitely like that to me is like the like still like the rock and roll kind of or like the like the the last little bit of that before Dave mm-hmm. Grohl becomes undeniably the biggest rock star on, on earth or whatever, yeah you know and I mean, so right? I think that this album um is obviously like very special in like many ways it's fucking Taylor's first album with them so that's the biggest thing and because of that you can kind of see them settling into like their new sound what they would go on to become um, they still have that like kind of punk influence, but much more melodic, much more, uh, you know, kind of rock. And um, you see them starting to gel. I mean, like Dave and Taylor's chemistry is what made that band uh, sure. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and also how it was recorded. Like they were just like alone in this house together, similar to um, uh, Blood Sugar, the uh, Chili Peppers record. You know, how it's just kind of recorded away from everyone. And then you kind of hear like their chemistry just like as people because they're spending all their time together. Um, and yeah, Dave uh, would, there's like a quote saying that this like album just kind of reminds him of that time when they all like were kind of becoming like best friends. And they, he was like, we would just like drink beer and eat chili and drink whiskey and then record whenever we wanted to. That was like a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. What uh, what are your guys' thoughts on on the album? I think that the Foo Fighters are like undeniably one of the like the you know what I mean like the the quintessential like rock and roll band of like the mm-hmm. early two thousands or nineties and stuff like that. Being like a nineties kid and kind of already kind of finding my thing, mm-hmm. there was like the like I think finding the appreciation for the Foo Fighters rather than like the they were the band that if they were on the radio or on MTV, I'd be like, oh okay, well at least it's these guys. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, right? Like I never really thought that they were like the breakthrough band for me or. I never really held them at like any kind of like like pedestal other than the fact of like knowing like Dave Grohl's history, mm-hmm. right? So like um, they definitely have those like the they have the 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 tolerable radio hits for the the punk rock kid that did like everything that he could to mm-hmm. like hate anything mainstream, right. you know. And then um, I think seeing him live later in the years, um, uh, friend like friend of mine just kind of had some tickets and I went to Rogers Arena. 
and you go in there and there's a distinct difference of like live shows especially from like the smaller intimate um kind of things that i'm used to where some of the members of my favorite bands just recognize my face from showing up here you know what i mean it's a much smaller community um and i love that and then not really no never really seeing the higher you know production elements or whatever what like a rock and roll show could be and then in the same year i saw alice cooper and the foo fighters and um iron maiden are within like the same like two years yeah all with it, all in the same room at Chat- uh, stadium. Yeah, concert. yeah, yeah. Totally, and I'm like, yeah. it's a whole other fucking. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome, right? And I think that the snob in me, like it, I I thank the Foo Fighters for probably, like, letting me not be such a pretentious dick bag. You know what I mean, right? There's, I everybody's gonna shit on like Nickelback or whatever, right? And like to me, I there was a time when I'm like, well, what's the difference between these guys and those guys? Ni- Foo Fighters hold the more rock and roll Grammys than any other. You know what I mean? It's so like on paper, the Foo Fighters are the best rock and roll band. Not a fucking chance. You know what I mean, right? right. But um, that being said, what you do need to give um, give up for is uh, is a level of consistency, a level of integrity in Dave Grohl and a. Um, and something that, like, doesn't need to be, like, I, I don't need to be so fucking, like, attached to something like I am for the rest of, like, the music or whatever that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I kind of feel like this thing is made for me, whereas the Foo Fighters is kind of made for everybody in that fucking arena, and that's the thing for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, a, yeah, so you can kind of open it up and I can really be like, oh, this is going to be some kid's first experience into rock and roll. And then Dave Grohl is going to, you know what I mean, fucking, like... Mentioned bands in interviews, and that kid's gonna go on and discover raw. You know what I mean, right? So he's gonna be somebody's like fucking like um, foot for the door, and I think for like any like ambassador for rock and roll, I think that's a pretty good one to have. So yeah, and then for this album specifically, it's crazy how um, you know with uh, like listening to it front to back because it's it's in my CD case. You know what I mean? It's one of those things mm-hmm. that it's so like you know it's it's fucking. Mm-hmm. you can put it on it's at the party right like there's a lot of shit that's in my cds that if like if you're having people over maybe don't put this one on for everybody <laughs> you right if you'd refused uh you know top of that list right but you, you keep these albums around or whatever because it's i don't want to say it's background music or whatever but it's just like like kind of it's just good you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's quintessential rock and roll and this particular album fucking cemented them with so many hits on it that you know make them undeniably now you know what i mean one of the biggest rock and roll bands on earth mm-hmm. so. yeah Fuck yeah! Uh, super good album, crazy good album. Like it's it is so much different than uh, mm-hmm. than what they did before. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing is just like there are there is direct evidence sometimes when you of certain people that are like you were put here just to to do this, yeah, like, yeah. just to make music. Yeah. And Dave Grohl is undoubtedly that guy. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally. to think about. You know, especially because of recently too, what mm-hmm. that guy's story has been oh throughout God. rock and roll oh yeah. is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like you think about Kurt dying, and then it's like he has this stuff like recorded basically, mm-hmm. and then is gonna relate. That takes so much fucking balls to be able to do. Yeah. You're dealing with this crazy thing at a crazy young age. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's like, <laughs> it's like when ACDC lost Bon Scott. 
That's like, right? And then it's like they get Brian Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not even like that. It's like if Phil Rudd of ACDC <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, I'll just be the front guy now. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah And exactly. learn guitar really good. Nobody fucking and fucking would see fucking that coming. Yeah. No fucking would ever. <laughs> no yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That happened. Totally. It was wild what this dude has pulled off. Yeah. Well, especially well, too, like cr- if you're a Nirvana fan, like you're going to look at the back cover and be like, oh, that dude with the weird ponytail, that's the guy that's going to be like, that. he's going to go down in rock and roll history as the dude you know what yeah I mean, and right? it's Which, crazy, crazy uh if because this album they were still a three-piece at this point and so if you look at um what they all did on the album it's like uh taylor uh drums percussion production um the the uh bass player whose name is slipping my mind right now it's like uh uh bass uh production then it's dave Grohl. it's like lead vocals guitar drums percussion like uh, literally every single thing yeah. you know yeah. it's like what he's capable of is uh is insane and also genius think, shit no, yeah tour, and tour. i think one of the like biggest things too is like you can tell with the way that other musicians talk about him you know like 100%. he's so well respected oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah his knowledge of music is mm-hmm. insane he's a student of the game totally. too yeah. like he went and bought that soundboard yeah. just cuz yeah. he was like well yeah. someone's what like no this has to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. he gets yeah. fucking crazy like yeah. so he cares about preserving those things mm-hmm. too and, and, and which is fucking uh, is super super cool. The Foo Fighters are like, and the Chili Peppers comparison mm-hmm. is perfect. Yeah, C- and I get Johnny what you're oh, talking about yeah, too yeah. with because uh, there is a little bit about like that you know fuck these guys totally. <laughs> you're going up listening to like independent yeah. punk music. Yeah. Or independent. There's a little bit like the Peppers have that totally, and then but it's like it is undeniable like it's mm-hmm. such like i mean when i th- thought that when i was like maybe 18 or whatever yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah maybe a little bit like being a bit of a dick foo fighters not so much i, mm-hmm. I like the peppers back then too but yeah. maybe a little bit more sorry with the with the foo fighters mm-hmm. but like after a certain point it's like well you can't what yeah, are you exactly. talking about well, you don't totally know what the yeah. fu- it is undeniable like not only is this guy good he's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing it's yeah. genius level of shit totally. and what this dude has been able to do yeah and the shit he's been able to avoid mm-hmm. and his whole career is just like it's like dave Grohl's the fucking man and i mean yeah. taylor was so fucking sick too because yeah. then in later years you see like taylor basically do the same fucking thing yeah where it's like he's like singing and he's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. he's playing guitar yeah. and he's like it's wild and to be like the the guy that Dave Grohl kind of hands over drum duties to like you have to be like one of the most insanely gifted drum players and he mm-hmm. was he's yeah. so fucking good and, and a beauty dude too right his... you could tell the like I think like with the chemistry between the two of them and I think that's like my favorite one of the like the best things in rock and roll is that when you see a band up there that like is actually having fun doing it you, you know it's and you well, and for Shanti, really it's exactly. fucking and that's like was the, the yeah. anti flag you ever see those guys on stage you're like they're, they're fucking there's such a powerful message coming here but these guys fucking like these four of these guys enjoy doing and that was like always the thing it's like the connection uh that i feel with the foo fighters is similar to chili peppers in that way and that uh one of the reasons why i love chili peppers so much is uh their connection together as a band and Mm -hmm. you can like hear it and you can like kind of sense the love that they have for each other and that speaks to me so much and it's the same thing with the foo fighters you know and uh yeah with the the peppers like it's all There's about also friendship. The connection uh, always comes between back to love and uh, like m- my friends of mine and uh, my little brother and stuff who all love it too. So it kind of strengthens that connection you have with the band because they all love each other, and then all these people you love love them too. And it's the same with the Foo Fighters. Like 
uh, my family, like we all are like big music fans. We don't, uh, there's like overlap between our different musical tastes, but um, we don't all necessarily always listen to the same things. Mm -hmm. But Foo Fighters was kind of one of the like bands you could put on in the car that totally. everyone would, yeah. would agree with. Um, and yeah, and I think for me, like part of the reason why I connect so much with them is that like their their love for each other and the connection that they have and that absolutely comes across yeah like how music. strong it has to be to, to, yeah. to withstand that many years in the music uh, business 100%. together yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. i don't i don't know what a bond like that would no, feel totally, like right? there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of insane hey we're, we're yeah. working on it buddy. yeah we're, we're doing we're doing it. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but you know what i mean um the you know to it's one thing I think to be that close or whatever. Um, I think to to maintain that um, that camaraderie um, alongside like the level of consistency to keep building on the mm -hmm. last thing that you do. Where it's like, I mean, how many times? Like, because they're not reinventing the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. What they're doing is just making good fucking music consistently again and again. And then um, you know, and then Dave Grohl even having like the the ear and trying to keep rock and roll in the mainstream and mm. stuff like that so we like you know the like yeah not to go back to like the the fuck these guys thing or whatever but there is like a level of um like pride or whatever that you have when you see a band that's 100 percent diy kind of like you know what i mean do their thing or whatever where the foo fighters is like he already did that work you know what i mean mm. right it's like mm -hmm. he definitely already had but a like, stand he on did so uh, release like the first album no one knew oh, it was 100%. him you no, know that's, so yeah, in exactly a way, yeah. there's like yeah. there's no dig on that or whatever yeah. but i think that you know, once there's, um, yeah, there's something about like, uh, you know, there's like, um, like commercial success or whatever that a lot of people can turn their nose up at, but that would be, um, you know, that, that point might be valid if there wasn't such a body of work here that you could kind of go back. And yeah. Like, and it might be valid I mean? if it was like mm. actually done that way where it's like, but it's not like some record producer was like, oh, we'll get Dave Grohl in here and yeah. like, no, and we'll totally. make him do, we'll yeah, make yeah, him exactly. do all these he things. We wrote yeah. all these songs uh, yeah, for him yeah, to yeah. do. Totally. But when you're that age, it's kind of what the idea you have in your That's head of it is yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's this machine. It's just cranking yeah. it totally. out. But it's they're capitalizing right. on Kurt's death. Well, like, I blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> he made like, that I was because like, he yeah. had to make yeah. it. Exactly. Oh, and then you realize yeah. how he makes these albums, like even this yeah. one, where it's like, yeah, he, mm -hmm. he goes out of the fuck out of yeah. the boon, boonies. Yeah. But you can and have like that thing, and I think like for that, um, like my general, like, uh, uh, you know, when I found out what the record uh, kind of industry was or whatever, like I fell in love with like pop music at first or whatever, right? And then you find out like all those bubblegum bands that you're like seven or eight, like, you know, Britney Spears or NSYNC and all that stuff is like put together. And then I'm like, oh shit. And then you find like, Alternative music or something a little bit more, and like my favorite band that was the Sex <laughs> Super Pistols. Super Trap Two. No, no! <laughs> dude, my favorite thing was the fucking Sex Pistols, right? And then you find out like the fucking band that is like first <laughs> yeah. Anarchy in the UK, and like some of the wildest shit that I heard or whatever with that message behind the music. That I was like, oh fuck yeah! And then you find out they were put together, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, fuck all these guys, yeah. whatever. So the Beatles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But then there's so then there is something about that like that Misfits 45 that I own. That's like the Beware one that is like from New Jersey that those guys glued themselves together you know what i mean yeah. so there is you know what i mean something to be said about like the road warriors or whatever that kind of go out there and like and you know and, and had to grind for it or whatever right but that's a completely different fucking conversation right i think at the end of the day what um you know what you have with 
with a guy like Dave Grohl, somebody that's like going to put his fucking neck out there and still bring out guys like, like, I mean, like, um, he's the reason there's like a caged elephant or there's like other bands yeah. or whatever that are still in, you know, having but moderate success. And a dude who put in the work already. In rock and roll, of course. Yeah, he put in the work with Nirvana. Exactly. And he did have to work for it. They were not, he has decades. Some pop wasn't like Nirvana's going to be the band that fucking blows up. And he did, and he worked for it with Foo Fighters too. Like, he came out with a band that was different from Nirvana. And everyone's like, oh, the Nirvana, the Nirvana drummer's fucking now. like totally. he did yeah <laughs> he and it's like so he did work for it because they they for weren't sure. like they weren't super popular off no, the no. off the jump you know okay. no. and um, i bet and they had to work twice as hard too because exactly. those Nirvana fans you know yeah. what i mean they're not gonna uh, they're not. Yeah. yeah and um and they and like they were different from nirvana like this album is not a fucking not even close to a nirvana oh, no, album God. you no, know and God, it's no. a completely he's coming back and making different making you know again like the music that that has spoken to him as time is and oh. he's also very self-aware like in that in that documentary he says he's like i always thought we were kind of like dad rock like we're not cool yeah. you know yeah. and he's like very uh aware of that and like what you were saying like certain people that are like you can tell they're meant to do something like um in um uh, uh, Rick Rubin did a series of podcasts with the Chili Peppers after the album came out, and they were talking about the story of how um, John came to rejoin the band. And there's basically this moment where Anthony and Flea went to his house. They had like a big talk, kind of like airing out of all of the mm. the shit that had built up through the years, kind of coming back together. And as they were leaving, Anthony was like, "You know, whatever you decide, like." I'm I'm happy that we kind of had this this talk finally, and John was like, um, "I'm meant to be in this band. Like yeah. I was put here to be in this band, and you can see that immediately. The yeah. you can see mm -hmm. that with him, and you can see that uh, with Dave, and you can see that with fucking Taylor coming into this For into sure. Foo Fighters too. That like that instant connection. It's like, oh yeah, these people are meant to be doing to this, do this thing, thing together. One hundred percent. Um. There's, so there was one kind of question that I was interested about uh, your perspective, Ty. So how they recorded this album, uh, kind of like isolated in this house, and that we've seen, you know, other bands do, like Chili Peppers uh, for Blood Sugar. And so there's kind of this thing where mus musicians can kind of completely isolate themselves uh, from everyone else when they make their art. And lots of times that really, like, elevates your art. Whereas for comics, to practice your art it relies on being social and being around people and that's two completely different um uh skills and two just two completely different ways of making art and for you as someone who does both like do you find that how do you find that balance or do you feel any sort of like uh like conflict in in the way that you you know, do like these two different mm -hmm. kind of forms of art. Or, yeah, or is there like mm -hmm. um, like uh, a correlation between like like riffing and comedy, or riffing mm -hmm. with other musicians, kind of play? Mm -hmm. Yeah, two parts. Uh, deep, deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, totally different. Like, yeah, different vibes. Because, like, yeah, I'd be a lot better at fucking comedy if I could go. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> practice and practice scales at fucking yeah. eight That's hours what a day. I was like, I or wish learn you ear could training. do that. For now, me, yeah. I feel like there are things that you can do mm -hmm. within. Com like yeah. comedy that are like repetition like practice mm -hmm. like things mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's like you gotta go and you gotta yeah. do it yeah. right and yeah. like in, in music there's so many different uh 
there's so many different like um, uh, like alleys that you can go down, right? Like you can just be a studio band, where mm-hmm. it's like you're not really the Beatles are a fucking studio band. It's like they are not playing tons of live gigs yeah. and all that stuff. So like they can just lock away and do the studio thing, and that's fine. But then like really good live bands, it's like they, you in order to be a really good live band, you have to play live all the yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. like that is kind of the same. Is comedy in my perspective, and like I was always like I loved playing live. That was my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd just play as many fucking shows as we possibly could. So in that way, I thought it was kind of similar, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it's that's a that's a tough one. I wish that you could just kind of because I've tried to do that where I just go to isolate to write, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes I feel like that isn't even it. like yeah, that. Does, I'm like not. Like it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Around, it's always like I shit that like happens I, to me. You I have, have to go out. Bounce or yeah. I have to kind of talk things out or mm. like. I um like writing you can isolate but I feel like to get those ideas I kind of have to be in a more social like mood to kind of talk things out and mm-hmm. get these funny ideas you know yeah. like you can't yeah. just fucking hide yeah, it once I have the words and stuff mm-hmm. like that like and like I, I I will go through it like out loud like yeah. in a mirror or whatever totally, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but not mm-hmm. for that's like once I've had it pretty dialed. Exactly. Yeah, totally. You know, once yeah. I dialed, yeah, then I'll get all like yeah. Carlin about it and be yeah. like, yeah. like these words here, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. You yeah. can't be like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to rent out a house and hide there for three months and I'm going to come out with a, with a new special. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, that'd be like, fucking yeah. dope. I just like straight yeah. up because like, that's been done cool countless and countless times. Yeah. And it's like it's a proven yeah. method of successful yeah. records to like, get to away make the, from society, to get yeah. away from other people. Whereas like comedy feels like you have to do the opposite. You, well, you have can to sit get there in, and kind of yeah. you know you can play that song over and over again or whatever, and it'll still kind of you know what I mean. It'll it'll have that that same effect. I think with like a joke yeah. or whatever, it's something it's, it's totally different if you don't have that. Um, you know, like the ability to bounce it off or 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 you know try it and try it again, right? Or even hear it out loud, like you said, like it's it's almost impossible to do. I have like two or three, you know, kind of newer ideas or whatever that are a little bit longer that I haven't really had a chance to, to or I haven't really felt comfortable enough trying them yet because they're they're longer pieces or whatever, and I haven't had the the chance to even bullshit about them out loud just off the computer screen, right? It's so also like so they're, tough because it's like it's one thing. Yeah. It's like I've been I've done one way longer. Yeah. Ten odds are. So it's yeah, like exactly. I can speak to that a little yeah, more. Yeah, but, course, but, yeah. but like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know. Because if you should, I'm like, yeah, like the whole isolation thing doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I've never gone away and just like try to write, you know, all, I'm, I'm like, yeah, 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 I've never done yeah. like a yeah. retreat. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe so, it does. Yeah, maybe, I don't yeah, fucking know. But for yeah, right yeah, now, I feel like good. because I am so new, mm-hmm. just surrounding myself with yeah. as many comic and funny people and, totally. and, and people that are trying to do the same thing as me yeah. who are better than me at yeah. it yeah. Um, is probably the most beneficial. Hell yeah, yeah, and Hell I yeah. wish it, it wasn't because I would much <laughs> rather like isolate Just stay home and not have to fucking... <laughs> exactly. yeah. 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 yeah, That's like the craziest thing with doing comedy is that uh for like i am someone who i really enjoy like staying at home like i i'm uh i'm a very introverted person but i do i can be extroverted like i like you know being social to an extent um but to to do like the the art that you want to do it requires like going out and like socializing and you know being in a bar or whatever being in that kind of setting like every night that you do it you know and yeah. it's kind of this weird uh that's why i'm around yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a butterfly socially, right? And I enjoy yeah, doing it. Yeah. But like, I think the only thing that's, um, 
that's getting to me at like the older age or whatever is just my general like um, how much gas do I have in the tank to you know to do consecutive oh, nights a week or whatever <laughs> it's right? so bad Which is, and like I work hella stuff. early too so it's like this yeah. like there's like that whole day to fucking consider yeah. like oh man yeah. this shit was easier I'm looking at uh, I yeah. got a really cool job opportunity and I'm looking at the possibility of kind of starting up probably in like August and um, I'm waking up early hours and it's really hard not to just get high and go back to bed because comedy life mm-hmm. is way better naps than, dude you know, it's all about the naps it's all about the naps it's all about the naps yeah and as you get older but, uh, the naps are fucking key <laughs> that's it right but uh-huh. I, was, I, was, I was now that we're older on, now johnny well exactly yeah. man we were put on this earth to do this yeah, <laughs> yeah you're goddamn right um but okay before we wrap it up i just have kind of a, a fun a fun question okay um so like i said uh dave was saying when they recorded this album they would you know drink beer and eat chili and and drink whiskey all day if you uh were gonna choose one one food item and one beverage that you had to eat every day for for three months uh locked away in a house (laughs) (laughs) what would it be (laughs) any food any food you fucking know what if we're on the new league wed game right now pick two things no, me. no. No, just what? pick two no, things for me just for no, half fun. No, hey, no. Babe, I, I bet it's the easiest thing. Right. I guarantee you. Will. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get it right. Cheap beer and cheeseburgers. <laughs> okay, I was going <laughs> to totally say burgers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going um I'm going pizza. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I could I could eat fucking pizza all goddamn. Hell yeah. There's two in my fridge right now yeah. that I've yeah. just ordered <laughs> over the last like two days. I was like, I forgot <laughs> yeah. that I had this. Yeah. It's great. I love pizza. Yeah, all day. Um and it was something to something to drink. I mean, pizza and beer is fantastic, but I'm not drinking beer. So yeah. I'll go uh <laughs> and old duels for three Yo, months you know straight, what I have? You, you know what I have? Dude, this is what I'll, I'll fucking have. And I had one just recently. It was my first one ever. Mm-hmm. It was called a Pepsi Nitro. Oh. And it has like the same shit in it that like Guinness cans have. Uh-huh. And you like, oh. Was that that mango thing that Ravi No, had? that was oh. just a Pepsi mango. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but Ravi did give me this one. It was like a okay. vanilla. Yeah, it was yeah. a vanilla Pepsi. Yeah. But like you pour it in it like it looks like Guinness. It's wild. Whoa. And it tastes... Oh, it was fucking delicious. Okay. That would pizza. Yeah, I'll fuck that up for sure. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. What do you think mine would be? <laughs> oh, I have to guess yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say cold noodles and Okanagan cider pear. <laughs> noodles don't have to be cold, okay? That's it. <laughs> They just it's just can what be. I see you eating the most. They just can be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh, and fun fact, Foo Fighters, uh, the name, uh, Dave Grohl got it because that's what the, during World War II, the Allied forces would refer to UFOs as Foo Fighters. Oh. So that's where he got the name because he was reading a bunch Ooh. of UFO books and stuff at the time. Fighting Foo. All right. Yeah. Cool. And, I'm into that. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's it. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace. Peace.